0: A global issue like child marriage takes a global effort to change it, and that's the idea behind Girls Not Brides, an organization founded in 2011 with this mission, end child marriage in one generation. And I'd like to welcome the chair and founder of Girls Not Brides, Mabel Von Oranya. Mabel, thank you for joining us. Nice to be with you. Well, why don't we begin with an overview? If you could just uh, give us a sense of the problem, the scope of the problem. How widespread
1: is child marriage? So child marriage is an enormous problem. In fact, it is happening to 15 million girls every year, which means that every two seconds, you know, somebody's listening to this radio program, a girl somewhere in the world is getting married. And it's happening across continents, across countries, across religions, it's really everywhere. And on the one hand, this is a major human rights abuse, but at the same time, it's also having a severe impact on our global efforts to end end poverty. So, you know, imagine that you were a 12 year old growing up in Ethiopia. And and you think, you know, you're, you're having a happy life, going to school, etc. And then one day your parents come and they say, we think it's for your best interest to get married. And so they pull you out of school. And that basically ends not just your education, but any chances you will have in your life to, to earn a decent living for yourself and for your family. And then what we often see happen is that these girls, um, you know, they end up in relationships with husbands who are often uh, much older than they are. Um, so they're often abusive uh, relationships. These girls are often the victims of domestic violence. And then they often get pregnant very quickly after their marriage. Now, think of it when when you have a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old child bride giving birth to a baby. I mean, these girls, they're really still children themselves. And so you see very severe consequences. Actually, the chances that you will die in, in childbirth when you're 15 or younger, when you have your first baby, are five times higher than if you are in your early 20s when you have your first child. And is that just and because chil- your body is not ready to bear a child? Exactly. These girls are just too, still too small. But the babies they, they are having, they are full-grown babies. Hmm. And then, what you see is often that their their children are much less likely to survive the first year of of their lives, so the chances that a baby from a child a child bride will will survive the the first year of its life are sixty percent lower than if the baby hadn't had an you know a mother who's eighteen years or older so the consequences are of child uh, child marriage are really devastating. And and what surprised me when, when I first started looking into this issue is that the world was really not paying attention. So imagine you have a problem affecting 15 million girls that is having such a huge impact on poverty and yet we're not talking about it.
0: So what do you attack first? Your goal is to end child marriage, the 15 million girls getting married every year, to end that in a generation. It's a very complicated, multi-layered problem with lack of education, with religious and cultural traditions, with poverty, economic problems.
1: What do you attack first?
0: What's most important? Well, you
1: know, this is the question we asked ourselves three years ago because we said, whoa, it's such a big problem and it can't be that nobody's paying attention. And so what we realized is, first of all, we needed to raise awareness about this issue. We needed to take the taboo away. And so we did that by having people like Grasse Michelle and Kofi Annan and Archbishop Desmond Tutu commit to changing it. That really helps. So what we've done is raise more global awareness around the issue. And then we created this partnership called Girls Not Brides, the global partnership to end child marriage. And we decided, although global visibility is, of course, important, ultimately change is going to happen in the lives of these girls, in the lives of their families, really at a grassroots level in the community. And so in the last three years, Girls Not Brides has grown to a partnership of now more than 400 members from more than 60 countries all over the world. Some of them are very big organizations like you know, Care USA or Human Rights Watch, but many, many of them are courageous individuals who are working in villages far away from big urban centers in places like Tanzania, Nepal, Bangladesh, Senegal, trying to change these norms. And so what we have learned in these last few years, by looking at what's working and also, of course, looking at what's not working, is that we know there are four sets of interventions that will really help to make a difference. So first, we need to empower girls. We need to make sure that they are aware of their rights. We need to make sure that they realize that child marriage is not a good thing. We need to make them understand that they're actually valued human beings. Secondly, what we need to do is sensitize communities help the men and everybody who's powerful in the community but it's often the men help them realize how harmful child marriage is and that's actually in their interest to make sure the girls don't marry too early Thirdly, we need to come up with with alternatives. We need to come up with schooling, safe schooling that is easily accessible and where it's good quality education so that there's actually an alternative for girls if they don't get married. And similarly, we need to help girls understand about their reproductive uh, health Because all too often you see 12-year-old girls who get pregnant never having heard about what sex is and how you get pregnant. And if we could make sure that that doesn't happen, then girls don't have to get married at an early age. And lastly, we need to make sure not only that countries have laws that say 18 should be the minimum age for marriage, but also that these laws actually get implemented.
0: How do you, though, combat the idea that here are well-meaning but outsider groups... Um, Imposing their cultural and religious norms on a traditional culture that maybe the village elders say, you don't know our mores, you don't know our traditions. What are you doing coming in here and imposing your view on our way of life?
1: Well, I I understand that you might be slightly sceptical and I agree that if this was outsiders coming in, it would probably not work because exactly like you say, then the people from the community would say, look, we don't agree. But what this is, these are local organisations. That are actually the ones who are driving that message and helping people, whether it's from Zambia or whether it's from Kenya or whether it is in Sri Lanka or whether it is in Afghanistan, understand about, you know, understand the harms of child marriage. Is it possible
0: to change this given the state of poverty that a lot of these villages uh, are in, a lot of these communities are in? In other words, is the answer to this? Modernization and uh, economic mobility, and as such, that's a very difficult thing for one organization to change the economic fortunes of of a region. So, is it possible to change it without having the economics change substantially?
1: Well, I think the economic change and the empowerment of girls go hand in hand. And we know that that the four um, kinds of interventions that we have identified make a difference. What I'm more concerned about sometimes is, and what can keep me awake at night is this question of how do we make sure that all these interventions reach all the 15 million girls who are at risk of marriage every year, year after year after year. And at the same time, I'm hopeful because we know very little about how social norm change happens. We know that once it starts happening, it can go really fast. For example, the issue of foot binding in China, you know, the fact that, that families would wrap their girls' feet up and tie them up so tightly that these girls could never properly walk. That happened for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But once the change happened... It only took 20 years from food binding being something that you were proud to do, that was the honourable thing to do, to food binding becoming something that, as parents, you absolutely did not want to do for for your daughters. And similarly, for example, if you think about social norms around gay and lesbian rights in America, who could have predicted 20 years ago that, you know, basically now the Supreme Court might, you know, allowing gay marriage in every state... Um, Or think about smoking. I remember, um, you know, you would enter an, an airplane and up to row 14, you couldn't smoke. And from row 15 onwards, you could smoke. That would be completely unacceptable nowadays. So we know that this kind of social norm change, how people look at what is acceptable and what's not acceptable, can really change quickly. You would almost say overnight. And so I am hopeful that the same can happen for child marriage.
0: Mabel Van Aranya, chair and founder of Girls Not Brides. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Let girls be girls and not brides.